Uh, maybe there's something that, that you're going through through the week, and uh, uh, your local pastor, which is myself, can't be contacted somehow or some way. Listen, I would love for you to call uh, your instructors and let them know, hey, listen, would you just pray for me? How many of you guys can do that? So please, right after service, uh, please uh, go back there and sign up uh, at those at those tables. Also to remind everyone, we are still doing our 90-day challenge. How many of you guys are doing well in your 90-day challenge? Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> and uh, if this is the first time you hear about our 90-day challenge, we do have some extra uh, slips in the back. Uh, and uh, this is just a commitment uh, between you and the Lord uh, and wanting to commit for the next 90 days. Listen, uh, you know, you want to commit yourself... Uh, Lord, to be able to fulfill something. And listen, maybe after the 90 days, it's going to continue on, all right? Uh, because we, uh, we uh, truly are in love with the Lord and who He is and what He's doing. And uh, listen, we can only get good and better results, right. amen? It can only get better, okay? It can only get better. It can, it, it can uh, allow our drive to know who God is, uh, uh, to know His Word, to build a good, strong uh, prayer life in our lives, it can only get better. Now, I don't know about you, but I enjoy that word, getting better, right? Something getting better. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, that's one thing that uh, I'm looking forward to in March uh, uh, 30th when uh, my wife and I, uh, I said it right, right? I'm, I'm always saying the 31st. She goes, no, it's the 30th. But we hit our 30-year anniversary and in March. So listen... It can only get better. Amen. It can only get better. Hallelujah. That's why we have life insurance. No, that's, that's what I'm... <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's start this morning. been talking about uh, raising the standards in 2015. Such an awesome thing to know that we can raise the standards with Christ behind us. Amen. We can't do it alone. We can't do it by reading a book, uh, by getting on the internet and saying these are the steps that you have to take. Or just in the new year, these are the, this is your new year resolution. We can't do it. We got to do it with God behind us. Right. He has to be a part of our lives in order for us to fulfill that. You know, there's a day in, uh, that we celebrate in the month of February. Uh, it's known as Groundhog Day. How I many of you guys have heard of that? Right? It's coming up pretty quick. And so according to tradition, if the groundhog comes out and he sees its shadow, then it means six more weeks of winter weather. Is that correct? And if it doesn't see its shadow, that means that it's an early spring that's going to take place. And uh, so many of us, we see this celebration really as, as just a big joke. You know, they make a big deal about it. Maybe you don't care anything about it. Uh, but whatever, you know, your view is on it, I believe that we can learn from this event. Amen? I believe that we can learn from it. And how? Because a groundhog uh, spends the majority of its time in hibernation. And it's during the winter months, uh, so then it's forced out of its comfort zone to determine the change of season. Now listen, this is how we can compare this, or we can use this. Now spiritually speaking, as Christians, we also have a tendency to spend the majority of our time in hibernation. We have the majority of our time, we spend it on Sunday mornings here at church, or life groups, or other areas, and that's it. And we go to work, and we go to the store, we go places, we go on vacation, and we're hibernating. And we leave Christianity shut in. Sometimes God has to draw us out of our comfort zones to remind us that every day should be our season. 
There's a sign that says, you know, this is a season, right? It's our season. Every day should be our season. 2 Peter 1.3 states, His divine power or all-sufficient power, His perfection, His Godhead, has given us everything we need for a godly life. That means a higher standard through our knowledge of Him. That's been our scripture for this, uh, this uh, series. 2 Peter, right? Chapter 1, verse 3. Uh, chapter 1, verse 3. Now, this means that we have already obtained redemption through God's grace. Can you say amen to that? And there is nothing more that we need but to be grateful by increasing our love for Him daily. Our love for Him should increase daily. We should come out of our hibernation and we should love God daily. Can you say amen to that? You know, it's through His knowledge that we are reminded or encouraged and impelled to raise our standards of daily living. Talked about the first week that it starts at home. We need to learn to raise the standards at home in me and myself in you and who you are. We need to learn to raise the standards in our priorities. Where does Christ, where does God come into your life? I've shared this uh, with many individuals in the past and I shared this not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. But most of us, sometimes, we place God on the list. Now, it depends where we have Him on the list. Many of us, our priorities have changed and have, have not completed or have not been where it needs to be. And we place God maybe in second, third, or fourth place on the list. But sometimes, we even place Him at the bottom of the list. And the only time we come to God is when we're in need. God says, listen, we need to raise the standards in our priorities. Put me first. Put me first. Then everything else will work out according to his word. So it starts at home in our priorities, in our lifestyle. God says we need to raise the priorities, uh, the standards in our lifestyle, in how we live our lives, in our devotion to him. In our giving unto Him, in our community, in our service of being available. Can I tell you that God is calling each and every one of us every day? He says, are you available today? He wants to use you. He says, raise the standards in community. Then we went on and we talked that it continues with our family. That when we allow the gospel to infuse our personal life... Then and only then can we be effective and productive in our families. How many of you guys want to be effective in your families and productive in your families? We have been placed as watchmen over our families. I shared this with you last week. We have been given a great responsibility. And for us to raise the standards within our families and to be effective and productive in it, we need to learn to raise... Uh, the standards in ourselves. But God says, look, listen. We have been placed as watchmen over our family to protect and to care for them, to guide and to lead our families, to provide for our families, to give instruction to our families, to encourage one another, and then last, to love one another. 
You know, it saddens me sometimes when I talk to individuals and I ask them, you know, how are things going with you and your immediate family? It's just going, well, how are things going with your extended family? Well, things aren't going very well. We haven't spoken, we haven't talked, we haven't called in months, sometimes even years. And God says, look, I have placed you as a watchman over your family. And it's time that you raise the standards, that you erase everything that has kept you from contacting your family and being in, and protecting them and, and knowing your family. Raise the standards and give them a call and make things right and love them. Just as I have loved you. How many times have we done things that has separated us from God? It, it, you know, there's just no way. And God says, listen, it doesn't matter. He can take all these things and erase them and says, listen, I still love you, regardless. Raising the standards at home and within our family doesn't stop there. It should overflow into our daily jobs and workplaces. Can you say amen to that? Can I tell you that raising the standards doesn't just come start here? And it doesn't just finish at home with family, but it should extend into your daily jobs and where you work at, where you spend your most of your days at. You should learn to raise the standards there. We serve a God of grace and mercy, but we also serve a God that is willing and able to do great things and amazing things and miracles, even in your workplace. One amen. And raising the standards at home and within our family doesn't stop there, but it overflows into our daily lives, our jobs, our work areas, with our, our, our peers, people that we work with, people that we, we sit next to every day, people that we call every day, things that we do, our Facebook friends. It should overflow our standards. And our desire should be to dedicate, not to separate, our Christ-like character in the corporate world. Did you get that? Our desire should be to dedicate and not separate our Christ-like character in the corporate world. We should be demonstrating who God is in our lives where we work at. People should look at you and know without you even saying something that there is something different about that person. Not in a bad way, okay? That you go and your hair is kind of all messed up and you, you know, you don't care. You, don't, you wear the same clothes every day. But in a good way. They see your personality and your character. The Bible says that people will know you by your fruits. By your character. How do you conduct yourself? How do you present yourself? You know, there was a, a, a time when, uh, many years ago, with a group of ladies, they went out to women's camp and you know, they, 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 were, they were taught and they were, you know, uh, preached at. And they says, listen, you should always represent your husband well. In, in other words, whatever you do, how you dress and everything and how you present is how you present your family. It's, it's how you present, you, you, you model who your husband is. You respect him in that way. And when the ladies came back and one of my, you know, one of those ladies was my wife. And she came back and it's like, man... Man, that lady tore into it. She said all kinds of things, and I want to represent who you are. Can I tell you, it's the same thing with us in our Christian walk with God. How do we conduct ourselves? What is our character at our work? 
How do, we, how do we talk to people? How do we present ourselves? What is our character that when we face uh, uh, people in our work area, do they see us as, as individuals as, oh, they're just any ordinary person that just comes or whatever? Or do they see us hypocritical? Or do they see us as a person that, wow, man, you know, I don't know what it is, but every time that I speak to you or talk to you, something comes over me. And man, I just, I, I could talk to you all day long. Is that how they feel about you? And God says, raising the standards, not only in yourself and your family, but it spreads on your daily jobs where you're at. And we should be very cheerful to the point that maybe we want to uh, uh, take time to maybe even sing unto the Lord and to shout unto the Lord. How I many of you guys have ever been at work? You know, I, I get a kick out of the people on the radio, and as they get this video ready, we have a video that I'm going to show you. You know, there are people that, uh, sometimes on the radio that you listen to, and they're, they're calling in, and uh, they said, hey, you have just one, and they're like barely whispering. Oh, I get it. You're at work. Can I tell you, even at work, we should crank up the radio. Now, listen, don't get in trouble. Say, well, pastor said. But take time to raise the standards in your work area. Right? Be happy. Be joyful. Be like this gentleman that your guy's about to watch. Watch this. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're working for a living, no matter what you do, I wrote this one for you on my break just in case the boss is uh, watching. Buzzing, playing, alarm needs a beating. Wanna roll over and sleep till the evening, but these bills won't pay themselves, so I hit the shower. Gotta be at the job in less than an hour. Shirt gets a smell test, make sure it's got a collar. Pack up my lunch, cause I only got a dollar. Healthy breakfast for the kids, oops, change my shirt. Picky waves for all, then it's off to work. U-turn, U-turn, coming back for a minute. Left my briefcase in the closet and there's paperwork in it. Now I'm sitting in traffic, this commute perturbs. Why'd I get a job downtown and buy a house in the burbs? I pull into the lot, got my coffee, I'm ready. Keep eyes down, casket, past chatty Betty. Sitting down at my desk, now I'm ready to go. Man, I may not be the boss or the CEO, but there's a couple of things that I think you ought to know. I'll only surf the web for a minute or so. And I won't complain that the internet is slow, because when you hired me, man, you hired a pro. I gotta get that bacon and bring it home. Bring it this home. desk chair is as good as a throw. Nose to the grindstone, put my fingers to the bone. Watch me work it out. Memo says I'm in the zone. I may not be the MVP, but I work well with others, even grumpy Steve. Grumpy Stop Steve. by my cubicle, and I think you'll agree there's no one up in here working harder than me. Grousing, griping, I guess I could be grumbling. The job ain't always fun, there's people always bumbling. The only thing jamming some days is the printer. They keep it so cold up in here, it's always winter. Burnt the popcorn again, the smell fills the building. Overlap or near, but hey man, I'm chilling as I calmly reload. The paper in the copier, 10th time today. These peeps can't be much sloppier. Meetings, meetings, these things can be a beating. The same things over and over, repeating. But I'm listening well with my paper and pen. Good eye contact, keep the doodles to a minimum. Whatever they throw at me, I'll handle it. Computer stops working again, I dismantle it. Cause I'm a team player, I think outside the square. I don't raise the roof, I raise the value of our shares. When my task list stack into the ozone layer, it may take some work. Colleague, I ain't scared, watch out. I'm shutting down solitaire. Get down, step back, about to get busy up in here. Won't catch me slacking, just check that flag. Check that flag. 
Amen. Raising the standards at your work. Is that something how you feel every morning when you go to work? Now listen, raising the standards not only from home flows in your everyday jobs, in your work. To make it a place where it's joyful, man. To be happy to where you're going into your work. And that spreads. If you're happy, everybody else is happy. You guys, especially if you're the boss, right? You guys have heard that? It says if the boss is happy, then everybody else is happy or should be. And uh, so this morning we're going to talk about uh, raising the standards at work. Now listen, yesterday we, we had a great discussion. If, if you weren't here for the men's uh, 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 breakfast. But uh, uh, we talked about what it means to live a gospel-centered life. And what that's talking about, it means that we need to have a life to be centered around who Christ is. Everything that we do, not only at home or where we go, or the place that we spend, especially in our work area, that it should uh, uh, revolve or be around who Christ is in our lives. Everything. We should model after who Christ is. Now, I know that we won't be able to, to reach perfection until He comes, but we should be a model of who He is. Can I tell you that even in your work area, Christ may be the only, or he may, that you may be the only Jesus people see. They may never come to your church. They may never uh, uh, go to any other church. But it's through you. It's through your actions and your character in your work. Raising the standards of who you are there at your work. That, that you're the only Jesus that they will ever see. And you never know. And one day maybe they may say, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I want what you want. And God opens an opportunity for either you there in your workspace. Or during lunch. Or during your break time when you can say, you know what? Would you like to say the sinner's prayer? Would you like to accept Christ as Lord and Savior of your life? Isn't it a great place or a, great, a good atmosphere to be able to work in an atmosphere where you know it's, it's a Christian-based atmosphere? Where your boss and everyone... Well, can I tell you that sometimes God takes us out of our comfort zone. And He places us in places that it's really our season. 
And you're probably thinking, well, God, this was my season. Everything was well. All was going well. My boss, everybody, you know, I had a great time. They all know Christ. And God says, listen, sometimes I have to take you out of that comfort zone and place you somewhere else so that my name would be glorified in that work area, through you. And we have to have a life or a model life after Christ. It's eliminating what I think and how I feel about falling short and sinning against God, but it's accepting and understanding what He feels and what He thinks and what He has already done. That is Christ-centered. Getting out of my mentality of what I think about certain things, about what I see or how I see certain things, but to begin to see how God sees it. How God is able to view these things around your work area. Can you say amen to that? So living a life centered on Christ reminds us that he has already overcome. Listen, God has already overcome whatever situations, whatever issues you might be facing at work, he has already overcome through Christ Jesus. Amen. And it's our gratitude that pushes us to raise our standards, even in our work areas. Even when you wake up late on Monday morning, because you were out on Sunday night knowing, right? Knowing that you had to get home and you had to fall asleep and you had to get things ready and you wake up on Monday morning, right? And we walk late into work and either some of you that have to clock in, you know, kind of wait, man, I wish I didn't have to clock in, right? Or maybe for those that, that fill out your time cards and you fill out the right time you came in. <laughs> That's raising the standards, to be honest in your work area to, to have that type of character and it's our gratitude that pushes us to raise our standards in our workplace let me ask you a question if a work evaluation was performed on you concerning your credibility your availability your performance your conduct your character your personality and your integrity what would your score look like if they were to do some type of an evaluation on you today, if we were to go to your work today and say, all right, uh, I want to I do an evaluation on this particular person who attends Trinity Abundant Life Church or just a born-again believer, what would your evaluation look like on all these things that I have just mentioned? Your credibility, your availability, your performance, your conduct, your character, your personality, your integrity, what would your score look like? Would it say exceeds expectations? I had a boss one time and I thought I was doing very well. I, I tried to maintain a good character at my work. I, 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 was, uh, de I was dependable. I, I was there always on time, right? Maybe not during lunchtime, but I was there early in the morning during on time and everything. And, I would, I, and every time they would have evaluations, one of the things that I was looking for, or most of us that we look for, is that very top line to be checked off. And, they, and he sat down and went over all these things with me. He says, yes, you're a good person. You've got great character, man of integrity, all blah, 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 blah. And I says, wow, I'm going to get exceeds expectations today. I'm going to get a five-cent raise. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he says, this is your overall score. Just exceeds. Right? And then I was like, I thought I was doing well. I thought I was, I did everything that I'm supposed to do and even sometimes more. 
and even sometimes less. Good thing he didn't notice. <clears throat> and I says, look, listen, what can I do to, to, to get exceeds expectations? Like strongly uh, exceed expectations. And he says, well, can you walk on water? I was like, wow. So to him, it's almost impossible for me to reach that expectation. Can I tell you, even in our Christian walk sometimes, we want to reach perfection. And we will never reach perfection. The only time that we will reach perfection is when God comes and we with, we're with Him. We will never exceed expectations. And that's something that you and I have to understand. Even though we raise our standards in our work area, sometimes we fail. Sometimes we can't be that person that everybody talks about. But it's because of God, Christ Jesus Himself, amen, through His grace that He says you can get back up again. And keep trying and keep moving forward. Now, if they performed a spiritual evaluation concerning the same areas that I just spoke to you about. Your spiritual credibility, your spiritual availability, your spiritual performance, your spiritual conduct, your spiritual character, your spiritual personality, and your spiritual integrity. What would your score look like? Would it exceed expectations? Or would it say does not meet expectations? We should always strive or desire to strive to raise the standards in our work areas. Not only at home with me, not only with our family, but every day that we wake up and we go to work, we should always strive to have good standards and to raise the standards. And we do that through Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Paul writes in Ephesians 4, chapter uh, 4, verse 21 and 24, it says that when you heard about Christ, you were taught in the truth. Know this, that in order for us to continue to maintain and exceed expectations or to, or to meet expectations in our Christian walk with God and even in our work areas, it says, listen, we were taught in the truth through His Word. We can reach expectations by knowing His Word and what His Word tells us. His word tells us that even though we fell, he still comes through. He's still faithful regardless. But we can get back up and continue to move forward. Can you say amen? Verse 22 says that he taught us to put off our old self. 23 says that we were made new. We were made to raise standards. And to put on our new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We were made new, my brothers. And it's through that that we can raise the standards. We were created to be like Christ in true righteousness and holiness. We should strive to maintain a Christ-like character in our work areas. We should strive every day to represent God who lives within us. We should strive every day to change our character and our motivations to a point that people are going to look at us and say, man, this guy is always, or this, this particular person is always on the go. Every time that I ask them to do something, man, they're there, they're ready, they're, they're sitting ready to go. And when I said, have you done it? They said, yes, I already have. They're go-getters. Can I tell you that we need to be go-getters in our work areas, in our workplaces? Raising the standards that don't just do what the, only whatever you're required, but do far and beyond that. Did you hear what I said? Go beyond that. It's the same way in our Christian walk. 
Don't just be satisfied with that where we're at. Raising the standard means that we need to go beyond, further than, knowing and wanting to know more of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we should maintain a Christ-like character at work. Why? So that others will see Christ who lives in us. It's our testimony, my brother. It's your testimony. It's who you are. How you conduct yourselves. How is it that we can go to somebody and tell them about Christ if our testimony is not where it needs to be? It's not up to par, right? It's not where, what we should be living, even though sometimes we do fail, but at least we know that God is living within us and He can raise us up and says, look, I've made mistakes. I've done things, and even in your work here, you can tell them, look, I've done certain things and I've tried certain things and it didn't work, but until I have Christ in my life, I begin to see the whole picture and I begin to see, you know, maybe some of the things that I was doing, I was not conducting myself correctly. I was speaking out of line. I was doing things that I know that was not only hurting myself, but it was hurting this company. It was hurting the people that I was around all the time. It's our testimony. Romans 10, 14 says... How then? And really, I should read it backwards. And it reads this way. How and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? How will they know? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how then can they call on the one they have not even believed in? You are the voice at your work. You're the one that needs to preach to them to talk to them, to teach them about who Christ is. How will they know if you don't open your mouth? And if you open your mouth and if you testify, hopefully you're saying the right things and the, and, the, and the proper things and being uplifting and not judgmental and building each other up. But how will they know if we don't take the time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ? Raising the standards in your job allows you to be God's voice. Raising the standards in your job gives you the opportunity to share the faith in Christ Jesus. Raising the standards in our job gives us an opportunity for us to show our faith who God is. And adding to this faith, it says, God's goodness. We're able to add God's goodness even in our work area. We're able to show how good God has been. How many can honestly say that God has been good in your life? Truly, honestly, say, God has been good in my life. Now, listen, it's good that you share it here. It's awesome. It's a great testimony. It really uplifts my spirit and everybody else. Even while you're sitting in your classrooms or training or during worship time, God has been good. He has done so many things. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. It's good. But what about in your work area? Do you express that goodness do you actually take time in your work area to say God is really good? And God says, add to your faith goodness. Show people, tell them how good God is. Let them know that sometimes when we fail and when we fall down, God is still righteous enough to lift us up and says, listen, clean everything off. I still love you. Get up and keep moving forward. And it's that same goodness that I can tell my coworkers friends, people that I'm around with and say, look, God is good. What you're going through, listen, God can help you through these things because we serve a God that is good. Psalms 119.68 says, you are good and what you do is good. 
Not only is God good, but what He does is good. He's good at what He does. Amen? Many of us have a lot of talent. Many of us have been given the opportunity to go to school. And we learn all these trades and everything that we do there at work. And they says, man, you're really good. But can I tell you that God is not only good, but He's good in all that He does. Amen? Psalms 107, 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever. We need to learn to show God's goodness in our work. We need to raise the standard in our work area and say, Listen, man, God is good. Something happens at work and we're going through something or something doesn't work out and say, God is good. You come back and the boss has finished talking to you and says, man, listen, you've done well. We're going to give you a raise. God is good. Listen, you need a little bit more work. I said, but maybe next year we'll look at giving you a raise. God is still good. And adding to that faith, God's goodness. And adding to the goodness, it says, add knowledge or his word. Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Can I tell you, raising the standards is knowing his word. Sharing his word. Knowing exactly what to say. Pray for knowledge. Pray that God would give you knowledge. If you're having a hard time at work, things aren't working out for you, say, take the time and ask God, listen, pray that I can give you the knowledge that you need in order to accomplish what it is that you need to accomplish. If a task has been set before you, something ahead of you seems there's a huge wall in front of you that says there's absolutely no way that I'm going to have to get through this. Can I tell you, we need to pray for God's knowledge. God, give me the wisdom to be able to overcome these things and to be impressive, not for myself, but to give you the glory and the honor because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Raising the standard means raising your knowledge and who He is in your work areas. Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sharing His word with others. And adding to goodness knowledge and adding to knowledge. He says self-control. Man, that's a hard one difficult sometimes in our work areas, right? To have self-control. We want to tend to kind of get out of our, our, our easy zone. We want to get off our cross. Pastor, man, I almost had to take my earrings off. My fake nails, my eye, I, whatever it is. My shoes were coming off, Pastor. I had to get off the cross for a little bit. I, I, it was just this close. And God says, listen, raise the standards in your self-control. Discipline yourself. Sometimes we have to bite our tongue, don't we? Especially in our work areas. It's like, oh, give me five seconds. And you're over here, you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You know, you break things and all kinds of stuff. And then you come back, okay. Now what is it that you want? God says, even in your work here, be disciplined. Be disciplined. Slow to anger. Be under control. Know that it is God who is controlling you. And not the world or the enemy. Hold our tongue sometimes. And if we're going to say things, say good things. Sometimes we might have said, you know what, man, I hate your guts, but I love you still. You don't know what's going through my mind right now. You don't know what I want to do to you, but God is good. (laughs) That's why it's always good to have all those little bitty basketball goals, you know, when you you just have to do that or or maybe even put a punching bag in your office and I'll, I'll be right back. 
you know, and put on the gloves and kind of get it all out. God loves you. I love you. And adding to knowledge, self-control. Adding to self-control, perseverance. Being able to endure things. Being able to overcome things. When things come against you and it seems that it just, it may, you can't win but lose. Have you guys ever been in that position? You just can't seem to win but lose. No matter what happens, no matter what goes on, man, it's just, it just ends up being something kind of negative. And it's like, man, no matter what I've tried, God says, learn to persevere. Continue on. Endure. This is what gets us through all those hard days at work. This is what gets us through when we go through trials and difficulties. In our, when we just can't get along, when it seems that things aren't going well. If we go to God's word, God says, listen, learn to endure. Persevere. Keep going. Moving forward. Even though you fall, get up. Shake everything off. Put new clothes on. Right? Put on your thinking cap and continue going forward in me. In my name. I'm going to bring you through it. I'm going to make things happen. And adding to self-control, perseverance. Hebrews 10.36 says you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what has been promised. Can I tell you, isn't that amazing to know that as born-again believers, that if we persevere in our Christian walk with God, not only in our homes, not only within our families, not even in our, even in our work areas, that at the very end, if we continue to persevere, we continue the race, amen, there is a goal, there is a, a place that we're going to end up, and that is with Christ. Persevere, continue going, move forward, that should keep us going. That's what should keep you going in our workspaces and everywhere they go. Know that at the very end, you know, I may have the worst job or I might be going through something. But you know what, God, you gave me this job for some particular reason. You placed me here and I'm going to do my best to be able to represent who you are in my life here. Because I know that at the very end, at the very end, we will receive our reward. Learn to per uh, persevere. And adding to self-control, perseverance. And adding to perseverance, godliness. To practice being godly. Man, isn't that hard? To really practice being godly at my work. Man, to love my co-worker who gets on my nerves every day. Where's the saying, right? Maybe... Closure or something every day. I don't know. He has a habit or she has a habit of always chewing gum with her mouth open. I'm trying to con concentrate. Godliness. To practice godliness. Slow to speak and slow to anger. Compassionate. Learning to be compassionate in your work. To love. Learning to walk with God during your work. To please God in all that we do. And adding to godliness mutual affection or to be in harmony with God. To be in tune with God. Can I tell you that God says, listen, be in tune with me in harmony in all your areas. Even in your workplace. Every day that you spend your time, everywhere that you go, maybe not even just in your workplace, but maybe you work from home. Maybe you're, 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 uh, you're a stay-home mom. God bless you. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, listen, we need to learn to practice these things, especially with our children. God, give me self-control. Help me to be in harmony with you because I want to be one with that little, little one that right there. I just want to be 
one. <laughs> Mutual affection. Be in tune with God, even in our work areas. John 17, 21 says, I pray that they will be one. Just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. We need to be in tune with God so that the world will know that we are true believers in Jesus Christ. That we are Christians. Because if we are one with Him and He is in one with the Father, then we are all together in one. And adding to mutual affection, the last thing is love. Man, we got to have love in our work. Raise the standard of love. Love your enemy. 1 John 4.19 says, We love because He first, what? Loved us. We have to love our neighbors. We have to love our co-workers. We have to love those that are around us. We may not want to, but we love them because we were first loved by Him. And who knows? We may be the individual that everybody doesn't like. We may be the person that gets into everybody else's nerve and we don't even know about it. And then we look down at everybody else, but everybody's like, I don't know what that person's doing. But he's the one that's on the other side of the track. He don't know what's going on. We need to learn to love. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But listen to verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. We're not at our workplaces as Christians raising the standards to condemn our co-workers. He didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. The only way that people will know Christ, it's going to be through you knowing who Christ is. And God says we need to learn to raise the standards in our workplace. Be a person of integrity. Be a man or a woman of integrity. If you have called yourself a Christian, a believer in Jesus Christ, then we should live up to that name through Christ Jesus. Strive to be a man and a woman of integrity. There should be a daily desire inside of us to raise the standards at our work. But with the understanding that we can't do it alone. We may fail at times. Our faith is weakened. But we serve a God of grace. Can you say amen? That remains strong and faithful to the very end. That is what keeps us going. That is what keeps us, allows us to work. And, and to know that, the, that we can raise the standard in our workplace. Is to know that He is faithful to the end. Brother Eddie shared this verse with us yesterday. And I thought I would write it down and share it with the church myself. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, He remains faithful, for He cannot disown Himself. In other words, we can fail at times, we can make mistakes, but God is always faithful. 
Listen, we need to learn to strive and to raise the standards in our workplace. It flows from you, it flows to your family, and it flows to your everyday lifestyle in your work area. If I was to go to your work today and ask them what type of individual would you say or the character of this person is, what would they say? What would they say about you? What would they say about your character, your abilities, who you are, how you conduct yourself? What would they say? Thank you for listening to this sermon by Pastor Mike Pacina of Trinity Abundant Life Church. If you're ever in the area, please stop by and join us for corporate worship every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. We are located at 412 Cumberland Drive in Austin, Texas, 78704. If you would like more information, feel free to call us at area code 512-447-4711. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Trinity ALC. Thank you and have a blessed day.